the way you discover God's will for what you should or should not see is to be a student of God's Word. How are you doing with that? You see, as you become intimately familiar with the author of Scripture, it will become easier for you to understand the voice of the Holy Spirit as He directs you through the Scriptures to discern between the things that are going to help you grow spiritually and those things that can draw you away from God, thereby weakening your faith. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. And this is episode number 84, entitled, Monkey See, Monkey Do. Say what? Consider this. We are instructed in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, that our minds should be thoroughly occupied with things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. So since what you see has a direct impact on what you think, then does it not stand to reason that the things that you see should also be true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And by the way, just as a FYI, I'm planning on doing a, a deep dive into Philippians 4.8 sometime in the near future in one of our episodes coming up. But we are definitely living in an age of grace. And as Christians in this age of grace, we have been given great freedom. And as a result, I think sometimes we wrongly conclude that we can view whatever we choose to, we can, we can watch whatever we want to, we can see whatever movie or television show or listen to whatever kind of music or podcast that, that we want to without any serious consequences. But I want you to keep this in mind. Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Galatians 5.13 You and I must always be careful about what we allow our eyes to see. Be wary. Be on your guard about what you're allowing yourself to watch. David cried out in Psalm 119, verse 37. He asked God to help him turn my eyes away from worthless things. You see, things that are worthless are those things that hold no eternal value. They are things that that we really have no business focusing our attention on because it's promoting a worship of King me instead of a worship of God. Those are worthless things. And we need to be turning our eyes away from looking at those worthless things, Psalm 119.37. We need to, to be careful to lead a blameless life. We need to choose daily to walk in our house with a blameless heart. We need to choose moment by moment to set before our eyes no vile thing, Psalm 101, verses 2 and 3. You see, when we place a vile thing in front of our eyes, and and let me clarify, a vile thing are those things that, that are good for nothing. They're spiritually unprofitable. They're the things that can lead to our destruction. Those are vile things. When we place those vile things in front of our eyes, we're exposing our mind to those things. And and with enough exposure, your mind will become accustomed to what you're seeing. 
your thought process will become altered. And that, in turn, modifies it, alters your behavior. That's precisely why God instructs us in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 7, get rid of the vile images you set your eyes upon. And I realize that if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you've been hearing the same truth over and over and over again. But I make no apologies. It's important that you truly grasp, that you fully understand that what you see strongly impacts what you think. And what you think has a powerful influence over what you do. So be on guard. Above all else, guard your mind, Proverbs 4.23. So I've got a question for you. What do you allow to be watched on the television set in your home? Think about the movies that you permit to be viewed. What are the images that you are being exposed to? What about the violence? What about the sexual innuendos and the graphic content? What about the language? You know, all of those things have a bearing on what you think. Not too long ago, I had a very dear friend, a godly man, highly recommend a particular movie. He said that that Heather and I needed to sit down and watch this. We we would love it. And he talked it he talked it up so much that my wife and I were very curious about it. And I, I trust this guy, so I trusted his recommendation. We rented the movie, we popped our popcorn, we cuddled up on the couch, and not three, four minutes into the movie, the name of my Heavenly Father was berated and misused at least a half dozen times. We immediately turned the movie off, moved over to the dining room table, and sat at the table and played a game. And when I saw my friend the next time, I asked him why he would choose to recommend such a movie. I explained to him what what happened, and his response to me was was rather shocking. He said, "There's no swearing in that movie. We 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 watched it twice. There there's not a single swear word in that entire movie." Well, I assured him there was, and and I challenged him to revisit it. A couple of days later, he called me, and he apologized. And I remember him saying, "I don't know what's wrong with me." I've never heard those words before. They, the, the, this was the first time I heard them in the movie. Well, he said he didn't know what's wrong, but I know what's wrong. You see, he had chosen not to put up a guard around his heart. He had chosen not to protect his mind months prior to that movie. He allowed other things, other shows, other movies to come into his mind that had language, that had sexual innuendo, and he had become desensitized. He had become numb to the foul language and the sexual content. Does that mean it didn't have any influence on him? No, just the opposite. It, has, it had a ton of influence upon him, and he was not even aware of it. You know, King David writes in Psalm 101, verse 7, No one who practices deceit will dwell in my house. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. Psalm 101, verse 7. Those are wise words to be sure. Now, I I, I can pretty much guarantee that some of you listening to this are getting argumentative with me. And if you're not saying out loud, you're at least thinking, come on, Steve, this is just harmless Hollywood. It's just it's just entertainment. It's part of the storyline. It's part of the plot. I can tell the difference between what's going on in a TV show or in a movie and, and, and what's in real life. But let me challenge you on that. I, I hear you, and I understand the argument. 
But I want you to carefully consider that the things you are allowing into your mind influence the things that you're thinking. Are you choosing to allow those who practice deceit and speak falsely to stand in your presence? Are you letting your eyes see things you shouldn't? Are you exposing your mind to things that are harmful to your spiritual growth? In Romans chapter 16, verse 17, Paul urges us, Watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, Romans sixteen seventeen. Do you understand what Paul's saying? I believe that applies to the things that we see and the things that we hear. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you should never watch TV ever again. I'm not trying to imply that you should never go to another movie for as long as you live. I'm not saying that. I'm also not saying you should never play computer games or anything else that that can have bad language or violence or or whatever. And here's what I am saying. I'm saying just as Paul did in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 21 and 22, that you and I should test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid everything every kind of evil. Let me repeat that. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 through 22. Test everything. Hold on to the good and avoid every kind of evil. Now I want to park on the word test in this verse. Test everything. It's an interesting word. It's a word that means literally to scrutinize intently with the purpose of approving it or disapproving it. That verb to test in the Greek is is written in this verse in what's called the present tense, active voice, and imperative mood. Now, if you've been tracking with me over the the episodes, you've heard me use those terms before, the active voice, um, present tense, active voice, and imperative mood. Let me me just kind of unpack that for you a little bit. You are to consider carefully that TV program, that movie, that website, that article, that computer game, that podcast, and you're to test it. You're to examine it, to analyze it, dissect it. It, For the purpose of determining, does this content glorify God? Does this content help me glorify God? And you're to examine it not just once, but constantly. That's present tense. Right now, right now, right now, I'm, I'm in a constant evaluation mode. Is what I'm about to see, is what I'm about to hear, is it helping me grow in my walk with God? It's active voice, which means you're responsible for doing it. Don't rely on someone else doing this for you. This is your responsibility. And this isn't an option. That's the imperative mood. It's God's direct command. Test everything. Hold on to the good and avoid every kind of evil, 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22. And so here's what I'm saying. If after intentional scrutiny, it passes inspection, this is going to, this will glorify God. This will help me and my walk to glorify God. Great. Watch it. Listen to it. Participate in it. But if the answer is no, this does not pass the test, then avoid it like the plague. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 and 16, we read this. Do not love the world or anything in the world. 
for everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, the boasting of what he has and does, those things don't come from the Father. They come from the world, 1 John 2, 15 and 16. Don't love the world or anything in the world. Remember, the world desires for everything that it's offering you. Its goal is for it to be pleasurable, for it to be enjoyable, for it to be attractive. That's what the world does. The, the, The world's intention is to cause you to like it, to enjoy it, to eventually embrace it and make it as your own. And I want to submit that Satan wants to use the the world's intent to draw you away from that deep, personal relationship with your Heavenly Father, that which is going to help you fulfill your purpose. It's going to help you find real meaning to life. Satan doesn't want you to discover that. Listen, my friend, everything in the world is not from God. If it does not bring honor and glory to God, you and I, listen, we need to have nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Don't don't play around with it. Ephesians 5, 3, there shouldn't even be a hint. Proverbs 5, I think it's verse 7 or 8. I don't have my, my Bible open to that passage in front of me, but it, it says, keep to a door far from her. Don't even go near the door of her house. Keep to a path far from her. Don't even go near the door of her house. Don't play around with it. It's not worth it. So your very first test for what you allow your eyes to see should be this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength, Mark twelve thirty. Again, if you've been following our podcast for any length of time, you've heard me say this, that the word all means all. And that's all all means. So keep that word, that definition of the word all in mind. And let me quote the verse for you again. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, not most of it, all of it, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. In the final analysis, anything that you see that takes your love and your focus away from God, away from his word, away from doing his will, that doesn't belong in your life, period. If you don't guard your heart by being careful, cautious, attentive in what you're allowing yourself to see, then I submit the deception of the devil is going to slowly creep in and warp your thinking. It's going to pull you away from God. I've quoted before uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, where Paul says, I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, somehow your mind will be led astray from the sincere and pure devotion that is in Christ. You need to choose, my friend. You need to choose right here and right now. You need to choose from this moment forward. To as Numbers 33.55 says, drive out the inhabitants of the land. Why? Because those that you allow to remain will become barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides. They will give you trouble. And, and, and those inhabitants of the land, based on, on where we're going with this, this study, this podcast, this episode today, is just simply this. Those television shows, those movies, the inhabitants of the land, drive them out. If you allow them to remain, they will give you trouble. 
Paul put it this way in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, bad company corrupts good character. What kind of company are you inviting into your home? What kind of company are you allowing into your mind through the things that you're watching? I submit, if it demeans women, if it belittles men, no matter how humorous or entertaining it may be, you shouldn't be watching it. If it promotes disrespect to parents or to those in authority over us, it's not worth viewing. If it encourages violence, if it encourages sex outside of the context of marriage, if it makes fun of marital problems, should we be exposing ourselves and our family to it? If you allow your eyes to see that which does not glorify God, you're allowing your mind to think on things that do not glorify God. That will result in a life that does not glorify God. Is it worth the risk? Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Why? Because as Second Peter 2.14 says, With eyes full of adultery, we will never stop sinning. Well, as we wrap up today's episode, let me close with this challenge. If you have not yet made the same commitment as David did, to set before my eyes no vile thing, Psalm 101, verse 3, then I urge you, I challenge you, I dare you to commit to that right now. From this point forward, determine that you are going to review everything that you allow your eyes to see. That includes TV, movies, video games, books, magazines, the internet, everything. And you're going to choose right here and right now that as you scrutinize it, as you evaluate it, if it does not bring glory to God, I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to let my family look at it, period. Make the decision today and then stick with it. That as Psalm 25, 15 says, my eyes are ever on the Lord for only he will release my feet from the snare. Well, as I close out this episode, I just want you to know how deeply honored I am that you have chosen to share your time with me today and and listen to this episode in its entirety. Would you prayerfully and seriously consider joining the Pure Man Ministry as a vital part of this ministry? We're praying for, we're looking for Purity Coach Partners, people who will commit to supporting this ministry in two major areas. First and foremost, supporting us in prayer. Now, I'm talking about a whole lot more than just, dear God, please bless Steve and the Pure Man Ministry. I need that. And as important as that is, we need partners in this ministry who are praying for us daily. You see, every single day, myself and my associate who also counsels in this ministry, we are facing the enemy. We are getting into the trenches. We are going shoulder to shoulder, back to back with men who are struggling in this battle. And we need prayer daily. We need prayer partners who are praying for wisdom as we counsel, praying for protection as the enemy tries almost daily to stop us in our tracks and shut us down. We need people who are praying for the men that are entrenched and enslaved in this sin, praying for their freedom, praying for victory, praying for clarity as they dive into the Word of God and as we lead them into the study of the Word of God. We need people who are praying for the personal spiritual growth of both the men we're counseling and for ourselves. We need people who are committed to praying for 
for the families of these men that are struggling, for their wives, their children, even for their churches. This ministry, my friend, pure man ministry, is a whole lot more than just helping a, a guy not look at porn anymore. We're impacting lives. We're impacting children. We're impacting marriages. We're impacting churches. And we need faithful prayer partners who will commit to praying for this ministry on a, on a regular basis. So would you consider becoming a purity prayer partner and committing to praying for us daily? But let me be frank with you. We also need partners who will choose to come alongside of us and support this ministry financially. We are strictly a donor-supported, faith-based, not-for-profit ministry. Everything we do is dependent upon God's people giving to this ministry financially. So if this episode, if the description of this ministry speaks to you, if, if you share our burden to reach men and women across the globe with the message of freedom and victory, hope, healing, restoration through the cleansing power of the Word of God as led by the Spirit of God, would you please join our team of Point of Purity Partners? We're looking for monthly supporters. Now, we'll take one-time gifts for sure, and, and we appreciate those deeply, but we're also looking for monthly supporters, people whom God is calling to support us with gifts of $25 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month, or, or even more, whatever you can, can give. And, and your financial support of any amount to this ministry is not only greatly appreciated and very much needed, but my friend, it's tax-deductible. So if God is moving in your heart to become a financial partner with us, I encourage you, I ask you, please visit our website today. Go to thepuritycoach.com. Again, that's thepuritycoach, all one word, thepuritycoach.com. And in the upper right corner of our menu bar, there's a donate button. And you can give your tax-deductible donation today. Well, if you've not yet subscribed to this podcast, let me encourage you to do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. We've got some great ones coming up. So until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, he must first be glorified in your every moment thinking. <laughs>